Hello friends, welcome back to Word of Victory. Today we're here together. I like to welcome my mom is with me, Anne, and we're going to break bread together and we're going to talk a little bit about the communion table, um, you know, the Lord's Supper, breaking bread, communion. There's um, several different names mentioned in, uh, when we talk about it, but really what we're doing is we're going to remember what Jesus did for us at the cross. That's what we do when we take the bread and the cup. And today we have um, just a little cracker here and some juice. Um, you can take bread, you can take water, you can take grape juice, you can whatever you like. But um, we'd like to invite you to pray with us and to join in agreement with us together and to hear the word, the scripture that we're going to read and uh, just to ask the Holy Spirit today, Father, we just we just praise you and we thank you, Lord. We join together in agreement today, Father. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us here today. In Jesus' name, we welcome all our friends here listening in. And we just thank you, Father, for the power of agreement. Amen. You know, because a lot of people are, are on their own right now or they're isolated. Maybe they're they're feeling lonely. Uh, maybe they're not able to get to church. And, and um, you know... It, Sometimes maybe it's just easier to <laughs> uh, not take the time to, to make time to pray, to spend time with the Lord or to, to break bread. And, um, you know, I want to encourage you, friend, that you're not alone. The Lord is with you. He said, I will never leave you. I will Amen. never forsake you in Jesus name. And we just praise you. and We thank you today, Father. We just we just ask you, Lord, to fill each place today, wherever the people are listening, Lord, whether they're listening in their homes or their cars or when they're out for a walk. Father, we just pray today that the presence of God Amen. would fill that place, Lord, and touch that one, your, your, your darling child, Lord, whether he's your son or whether she's your daughter, Lord. You love them so much. And you have a mighty plan for their life. Mm -hmm. And we bless each listener today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we pray for a mighty outpouring of your spirit, like you promised, Lord Jesus. You promised in Joel, in the book of Joel, and again in the book of Acts, that in the last days, you said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your young men shall dream dreams, your old men shall see visions. And I will pour out my spirit on, on your handmaidens. Uh, you know, that's everybody. He's covered everyone there. And and he wants to do that for you, friend. And as you submit and yield your life to, to Jesus, he has a mighty plan for you. Mm. And he wants to reveal himself to you and, and uh, to come into your life, uh, not to, to be some, you know, gruesome kind of a master, but to be your best friend to be your 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 uh, mentor, to be the one who fills every desire that you have, but also the one who you follow. You know, Jesus said in John 10, 10, um, that, uh, sorry, in John chapter 10, he, he revealed himself as the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, the good shepherd, I know my sheep mm -hmm. and uh, they know me and they know my voice and they follow me. And, you know, it's, it's very important for us that we are being instructed by the Lord and by his word and that we follow him uh, because it's very easy, you know, to follow other voices. And right now there's so many voices speaking. Uh, there's such negativity. And we're just going to pray about that as well tonight. You know, all these these kind of prophecies of doom and destruction and of uh 
waves uh, coming and surges coming and numbers of the virus and, and all this kind of stuff. We're just going to pray about those things tonight because we, as we have prayed the last couple of weeks, you know, we have seen that, that the numbers that they have been saying have not manifested. And we're just believing that, you know, as we declare God's word, uh, and as we follow his leading, our good shepherd, we do not uh, listen to the voice of the stranger. We do not listen to the voice of the enemy. We have decided whose report we're going to believe is God's yeah. report in Jesus' name. Amen. So we just thank you and we praise you today, Lord. You said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. They do not follow the voice of the stranger. And we believe today... Holy Spirit, that you are here in the midst of us and that you're leading us in Jesus' name as we pray, as we break bread, as we celebrate what Jesus did for us at the cross, our Passover lamb. Hallelujah. And, you know, we're coming up to this season of Passover. It's, it's um, I think it's just the week after next is starting. And uh, I believe it's, it's, it's a high point. And especially this year, you know, people are really believing for breakthrough. Um, many of the prophets have said that, that breakthrough is coming Amen. and it will be here by Passover. So we believe that as well. And we'd like to ask you to join in agreement with us as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. So, you know, in John chapter 6, um, Jesus revealed himself as the bread of life. And um, later on there, I hope you'll stay with us for the rest of the podcast. Um, Mag, one of our ladies, a lovely lady in our church, has a special word um, that she wants to share. So that's coming up soon. But um, And she's actually talking about this as well, about how Jesus is the bread from heaven. And he revealed himself as the bread of life in John chapter 6. And in 53... Um, he had explained in uh, John 6, actually, say 51, he explained that he was the living bread who came down from heaven. And anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer uh, so the world may live, is my flesh. And of course, the people found that very difficult to understand. And they were saying, what what, how could he give us his flesh to eat? Because, you know, in the Bible, cannibalism is, is prohibited. And... Um, so it wasn't his actual flesh he was giving them, but he was trying to explain to them about this new covenant that God was setting in place through his son, the Messiah. And then he went on to say in 53, verse 53, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Praise God. So he's saying, you know, that if you partake of my flesh and drink my blood, you will inherit the gift of eternal life. And what it's not... Um, he wasn't offering somebody to, to eat part of his flesh or drink his blood. He wasn't a, a vampire or a cannibal. But what he was saying is, as you digest and take into yourself the understanding of what I'm about to do by giving my body, laying down my life as a sacrifice for you, you will inherit eternal life. You will be made right with God. You will um, be given the free gift of righteousness with God right standing with him. And you will receive healing and wholeness for every part of your life. And that's what we do when we take the cup and the bread. 
you know, what we're doing is we're taking them as symbols. We're not actually eating his flesh because Jesus is alive. He was raised from the dead and he lives now, you know, in heaven. He reigns forever. He's, he is seated on the throne right now. And he uh, he's not giving us his actual flesh. But what we're doing is we're taking that cracker in remembrance of what he did for us. It's a symbol in the same way that when if I drew a, you know, a heart shape on a board here for you and showed it to you, you, I would say to you, what does this symbolize? And you'd say, well, it's a heart. It symbolizes love. And in the same way, when we take that bread, it symbolizes what Jesus did for us in his body when he allowed his body to be beaten. If you turn with us to Isaiah chapter 53. Praise God. Thank you, Father. We just praise you tonight, Lord. We thank you for fresh revelation from Amen. heaven, Lord Jesus. You, Lord. you are the bread from heaven. And we just thank you tonight as we are discussing your word here, as we're doing this Bible study, Lord, we are eating the bread from heaven. We are eating living bread and we will never again hunger. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 53, and, you know, from verse 1 down to, say, verse 5, um, let's read it together. Mom, you might read it there for us. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, his fa our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Amen. Praise God. So, you know, the Lord is asking here, whose message are you going to believe? And he is explaining this Isaiah, the book of Isaiah was written um, almost 700 years before Jesus was born. So it was prophesying what kind of a life and what kind of a death the Messiah would live and what kind of a death he would endure. And it's explaining he was despised and rejected. And this is exactly what happened to Jesus. And, you know, there's many people and they're living uh, in such sorrow and grief because they have gone through perhaps terrible rejection in life perhaps terrible betrayal from others where they've been hurt so badly and wounded. But, you know, when Jesus uh, endured that, um, when he was beaten and when he was arrested, when he was uh, wrongly uh, condemned, he was, he was condemned and he had done no wrong. And, you know, Jesus went through all that, friend, so that you would never have to endure rejection. And the greatest thing that you can ever learn about uh your life is that you you have value. You are precious to God. He created you for a reason. You're not a mistake. You're not uh, here because, you know, uh, uh, by some accident. God has purposed for you to be born for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. And he has a plan for your life. But, you know, the enemy also has a plan for your life. And he has, you know, destructed so many lives. So many people are are 
uh, you know, dead and buried in, in, in graveyards all over this world. And they had such potential, but the enemy got in and, and, and somehow uh, maybe trapped them or ensnared them in, in addictions or in, in terrible pain and, and their lives are over. But listen, God wants you to know this. He loves you. He has a plan for your life. And no matter what kind of rejection and pain you've been through, Jesus endured that at the cross so that you could be healed from it. Mm-hmm. He loves you. And it goes on to say, in, uh, you know, he was a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief, as mom read there. But in verse four, it was our weaknesses, it was our sorrows, it was our griefs he carried and that they, those things weighed him down, our sicknesses, our pain. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. But he was pierced for our transgressions, for our sins is the reason that they pierced him, that they crucified him. He was bruised for our iniquities. Those things, uh, you know, those uh, sins that have come down the generations uh, upon us from our ancestors, from our forefathers, they were the reason that Jesus took that beating and was bruised for the forgiveness and for the release of those things over our lives. He was whipped so that we could be healed and by his stripes we are healed. Mm -hmm. Praise God. You know, he allowed his body to be broken so that our bodies could be healed. Mm -hmm. He took that that whipping at the the scourging post. He was beaten three different times, in fact. Jesus was beaten by three different battalions of soldiers. And, and, you know, that wasn't just a light little tap on the back he got. That was, a, you know, a beating. Can you imagine being beaten by a, a battalion of soldiers, all of them against one man? That's what he endured. And he went through that so that we could be healed for the healing of our bodies, for the, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So what that means is, is that turmoil and pressure and, and anxiety and worry those things that cause pressure on the on the head. That's why he took the crown of thorns on his head. He took that chastisement upon himself so that we could have peace. Mm-hmm. He came to give us shalom, peace. Okay. And that's why his name is the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So when we take the bread, and we're going to take the bread now together in, in faith here, the, the cracker. Praise God. When we take this bread, what we're doing is we're saying, Lord Jesus, I thank you for healing my body and healing my mind, healing my heart, healing my emotions, healing my life. Mm -hmm. You suffered so that I could be healed. And by your stripes, I declare I am healed. And, you know, that's that's what taking the bread is about. Um, it's not some kind of a ritual or, or, or some empty formula, but it is uh, acknowledging Jesus as our Lord and Savior and saying, I cannot make myself right with God. I never could. I needed a Savior. And Jesus, you came to save me. And as I take this meal, what I'm doing is I, I'm acknowledging what you did for me. Mm-hmm. And I am worshiping you and thanking you for it. Because you see, he paid the pri- He paid the price that was due for the penalty of our sins. He paid the ransom for us to be set free and for us to be made right with God and reconnected with God the Father as if we had never sinned. So that now when Jesus, when Father God looks at each one of us who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he no longer sees us as we used to be. He says, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your sins from you. 
And so when he looks at us, he no longer sees us as the broken, uh, you know, <laughs> sinful person that we once were. But he sees us as Jesus. That's who he sees when he looks at us. He says, my son paid the price for them. He shed his blood so that one could be saved and delivered and set free. And I have accepted her. I have accepted him as my child because of what Jesus did for them. Mm. Amen. Amen. So we'll take the bread together. A little bit of cracker you can take in your hand and praise God. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for the knowledge of what Jesus did for us, Jesus did for us at, the cross. at the cross. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus you laid down your life, you lay down your life for, me, for me so that I could live. So that I, could live. I take this bread, I take this bread in, remembrance in remembrance of what you did, what you did when you saved me. When you saved me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I eat this bread, I eat this bread, and I eat healing and, I wholeness, eat healing and wholeness for myself, for myself and, my household, and my household. Because you said, "Take a lamb for the family." You said, "Take a lamb for the family." And Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I declare, I declare, you are the Son of God. You are the Son of God. You are the Lamb of God. You are the Lamb of God. Who took away all my sins? Who took away all my sins. All my griefs. All my grief. All my sorrow. All my sorrow. And all my pain. And all my pain. I choose to surrender my life. I choose to surrender my life to you. To you. And I ask you. And I ask you to come into my life. To come into my life. And take it. And take it. And use me. And use me for your glory. For your glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I eat healing. I eat healing. And wholeness. And wholeness. Into every part. Into every part. Of me. Of me. Amen. Amen. Now we take the bread. We we'll try not to make too much noise crunching. <laughs> and then we take the cup. And it's just a little small drop of juice. Praise God. Let's just flick over to um, Matthew. The 26th chapter. It's the, the Lord's Supper, or the Last Supper, some people call it. Um, in Matthew 26, verse 26. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant, the new covenant, between God and his people. It is poured out for a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. So when we take this cup, what we're doing is we're remembering the covenant that God made with us in the blood of Jesus. So we'll take the cup together. We say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I take this cup. I take this cup in remembrance, in remembrance of what you did for me, of what you did for me at the cross. At the cross, you shed your blood, you shed your blood, so that I could be forgiven, so that I could be forgiven of my sins, of my sins, and restored, and restored back to God, back to God as His child, as His child. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask you to forgive my sins and cleanse me and cleanse me with your blood. With your blood. And I, as I take this cup tonight, as I take this cup tonight. 
I remember your death. I remember your death. And proclaim. And proclaim. Your death. Your death. And resurrection. And resurrection. Until you come until again. Until you come again. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's look over at First um, Corinthians chapter eleven. Paul is talking here about the the Lord's Supper, and just to quickly run down through it. He's giving out to them because, you know, they're, they're, they're not having order in the Lord's Supper. And um, in verse 23, he says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourselves before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread and drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick and many of you have died. But if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. So, my dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's Supper, wait for each other in Jesus' name. You know, there is, there is a, um, this is something that is very important. When you're taking the bread and, and the cup, as we have just done there, it is so important, first of all, to examine yourself and ask the Lord, Father God, I ask you to forgive me. Like I said on our other podcast, you know, to have a lifestyle of repentance is, is what I think is, is, is really important because we often do things, we say things during the day, we, we get involved in things and, and, you know, there's maybe stuff going on, strife or negativity or fear or doubt, or, you know, whatever the situation, it's very important that we ground ourselves and come back to the Lord and say, oh, Father, I ask you to forgive me. Look, I, I, I messed up there, you know, because what happens is, is it, it forms a blockage and Paul was talking to the Christians here, you know, he said, many of you are weak and sick because you have not examined yourselves and you're eating and drinking judgment upon yourself. And, you know, uh, taking the Lord's Supper without examining our lives and without rep true repentance and, and, and getting right with God, uh, you know, I really believe the time for, for fooling around um, the world's way of doing things has ended friends and there is a a time where we're living in right now where you can see all around you there's there's turmoil there's fear there's terror and there is very real and present danger and for people who are not right with God who think that they're Christians 
you know, and, and, and who are behaving in a way that is not of the Lord, you need to get right with God. Mm-hmm. You need to turn back to the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, I just really, I would say to you, you know, maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been offended. Maybe somebody has, has really done something terrible to you. And, and I have no doubt that that is the truth. But listen, forgiveness and repentance are, are key Jesus, that's why he preached. He preached the kingdom and he preached, you know, everywhere he went, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Um, so, you know, if there is somebody who has hurt you in some way, I would encourage you to forgive them and to forgive them in the name and the person of Jesus. And if you'd like, I'd lead you in a prayer right now. Um, and I know that they probably, I know that there probably has been such wrong done to you. But listen, at the end of the day, if you close your eyes tonight for the last time on this earth and, and, and you go to be with the Lord, you're going to stand in front of him and what they did to you won't matter. Because what will matter is what state you are in before the Lord, yes. you know. So praise God. Let's, let's, let's come to the Lord and let's bring it to him. And, and allow him to, to sort out that situation for you. So we'll say it together, Father God, Father God I, I, ask you, I ask you in the name of Jesus to come into my heart and heal that place where that one has hurt me. Father, you know what they did and you know how it affected me. Well, Lord Jesus, Jesus, I have asked you to come into my heart heart and be Lord of my life. life. So therefore I choose choose to surrender everything everything to you. you. And I bring this thing. thing. Now you can name it there, whatever it is, friend, yourself, okay? You bring it to him. Bring it to the altar. Bring it to the cross. Mm -hmm. And I lay it there before you. You said, Lord Jesus, to cast all my cares upon you because you care for me. I thank you, Jesus, for healing my heart from the scars and the wounds, from the things of the past. I choose now to forgive that one and to release them from all bitterness, all resentment, all anger, and all pain. And I choose to let it go out of my life so that I am now free. I choose to bless my enemies according to your word. And I thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus for, setting me free. for setting me free. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, friend. If you did that today, you are, you are on the road for a recovery, I'm telling you. Because so many sicknesses, so many diseases are rooted in bitterness and unforgiveness. And it's just not worth it. Because it's like you taking poison, expecting that one who hurt you to die. Because it will never work. It is you who gets hurt inside. And, and you know, it is the cause of so much torment in so many people's lives. It's the cause of so many sicknesses and so much failure and so much, you know, pain. And it is a trick of the enemy. 
And that's not the way God wants you to live. He wants you to live free and and happy and joyous in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We praise you and we thank you tonight, Father. We thank you for the covering of the blood of Jesus over each person listening, Amen. over all their families and their homes. Father, we thank you for your, uh, your, your angels guarding and protecting each one. And we decree and declare no evil shall befall them. No disaster shall come near their dwelling. For you've commanded your angels concerning them to keep them in all their ways. And I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for uh, your mighty blessings, your peace, your Shalom, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, friend. Amen. Hello. This is a word of encouragement from the Word of God. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That's Psalm 61, verses 1 and 2. And in Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2, it says, Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. We thank God today for the word of God. Because there is so much darkness in the world today. So much unease, so much turmoil. People are so overwhelmed by what is going on at the moment. There has been so much darkness, so much oppression and depression, so much fear. The only place that we can find peace is in the Word of God, in the Scripture. When we go and talk to the Lord and meditate on His Word and read the truth of His Word, because it is the only place where we can find truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We can come boldly to the throne room of grace and talk to our Heavenly Father because of what Jesus did for us at the cross of Calvary. And we thank God today for that because there is so much unhappiness and, un and unease today, Lord. We thank God that we have your word that we can go and meditate on. In our own private time at home, we can sit down and read the Bible and find peace because the Word of God tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So without the Prince of Peace, we are not going to have find peace anywhere else. It is the only place we can find peace. And we thank God for the Word of God. It says all through Scripture, it tells us that God is our rock. Jesus is our rock of refuge today. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus teaches here and he tells about building on the rock. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the rain descended, the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. 
So when Jesus was speaking here in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 down to 29, he was talking about, when he spoke about about our house, he was talking about our lives. So our, our lives are not founded on the rock, and the word of God. We have nowhere to turn when things start to come against us in life. If we, we, it, to God is the only place we can turn. And we thank God for that today. God has a great plan for us. He, he wants us to prosper and be in good health. In, John, in the third epistle of John at the back of the Bible, 3 John 1 verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in good health just as your souls prosper. It is God's will for us to be in good health and to prosper. It is not God's will that we are sick and f- full of fear and oppression and depression. We thank God for that today. In, chap- in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, Jesus said that the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we thank God today that we have your peace and we have your word, the Bible, that we can read and find peace in a world that is full of darkness. When there is so much darkness, the only thing that gets rid of the darkness is the light. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And we thank God today that we have that light. We praise you, Lord, and we bless your name today, Lord Jesus. Amen.